Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. This is a Vault Studios production. I'm Rudy Trevino. This is Selena, a star dies in Texas, Chapter 3. Selena has been shot. She was shot this morning at 11 o'clock, and she passed away at 1 o'clock in un hospital in the area of Corpus Christi. In Corpus Christi, around Texas and beyond, the news of Selena's murder is spreading. If you could talk to her and her family, what, what, what would you want to tell them? Oh, man, I don't know. I'm quite stunned. I'm very sorry. I mean, you can't put it in words, basically. Yeah, stunned fans just hearing about her death call into local radio stations looking for someone to talk to, to anyone, about what they're hearing. You know? Yeah, that's it. Anything you say is not going to be able, you're not going to be able to, uh, you know, to capture. And in Corpus, I mean, her hometown. I mean, Corpus, Corpus is a little family town. Fans, families, friends, teenagers, and their parents, they're all looking for answers. Little girls have grown up with Selena as an idol, a role model, someone who proved that hard work does pay off. We were eating at a restaurant, and, you know, it just hurts. She's a good person. You know, so we came to the store, we bought some cassettes, you know, memories of her. (laughs) But we can't do nothing about it. Grieving fans in Houston, Texas, over 200 miles away, packed inside a local Tejano nightclub. I mean, we have to do something. We're not down in Corpus. It's really hard. To, everyone's confused. They don't know what to do. It's, it's totally been unbelievable. And uh, this is the best thing we know how to do, you know, at the short notice. Back in Corpus Christi, the day after her death and with Yolanda Saldivar behind bars, Selena fans start showing up at the day's end and at Selena's home. Today, her fans were on more of a pilgrimage to pay their respects. At the Days Inn Motel, cars paraded through the parking lot, and people stood and stared outside the room where the shooting took place, many now starting to arrive from out of town. Bloomington Street on the city's west side remained jam-packed with cars with their headlights on. The line was said to stretch two miles at one point. While on the sidewalk outside Selena's home, Mourners placed flowers, religious pictures, handwritten messages, ribbons and balloons on the fence surrounding her front yard. Her songs, they touched your heart. It's quite a sight out here. You have this yes. huge line of cars and then all these people out here mourning. We had never been over here to this part of town. You know, we had a lot of trouble finding her house, but we made it and I'm so glad we did Her fans journeyed here from across the state, across the nation, driving from as far away as Michigan. This was no vacation for these people. It was more like a pilgrimage. She didn't deserve this. She didn't deserve to die like this. She had, you know, she she had a lot of things she wanted to accomplish. She she didn't get to accomplish. (laughs) And finally, a weary Abraham Quintanilla, Selena's father, stands behind a microphone in a room packed with reporters and cameras. My daughter, Serena, was was killed this morning by a disgruntled employee. He continues giving the world some insight into the world of Yolanda Saldivar and 
may be some explanation for why Selena is gone. She was uh, uh, the president of the, started out as the president of the fan club. Then she was hired as an employee for Selena uh, at her stores. And there was some discrepancies with the fan club. And uh, it resulted in, in her shooting Selena. It's barely 24 hours after Selena's murder, and her father repeats what we've already been hearing. This woman, Yolanda Saldivar, for whatever reason, decided to pull a gun on the Tejano star. Just things that she would do, things she, she would say, uh, I felt that uh, there was an obsession towards Selena, that uh, she was unbalanced, you know. Then... Uh, I suspected other things like uh, because we started getting uh, a lot of mail and a lot of phone calls from people who were trying to join the uh, fan club. They were sending in their checks and money orders and uh, were never received the items that were supposed to be shipped to them, like T-shirts and cassettes. Yet they uh, had run them through the bank and with Yolanda's signature on them. There was definitely... Uh, embezzlement and forgery involved. Abraham says he looked into what was going on with the missing fan club money and then confronted Yolanda. Well, we had, we had a meeting with her about three weeks ago and brought these accusations to her. And uh, I guess this triggered this woman off. But at the time when they met with her, Yolanda's reaction to their allegations was unsettling, according to Abraham. At the time, she was uh, cool as a cucumber. I mean, no, no emotion. Uh, like she was just sitting there listening to us. She didn't deny anything, with the exception of maybe once or twice. Uh, she gave us a, a reason for a particular check that, that just didn't make any sense. His words offer the world the first insight into the mind of Yolanda Saldivar, or at least what he thinks was going on in her mind. I'm a street person. I was raised as a street person. And uh, I've dealt with people all my life. So, uh, you know, uh, of course, as you grow older, you learn a lot of things about people. You can learn to read them. Uh, And I felt... Uh, that this woman was unbalanced. Abraham said he told his family about his concerns, his sense that something was off, not right, about Yolanda. But my my uh, children, uh, they're young people. They they don't see they don't see uh, things like we do. You know, they think that uh, that they're that there's not, there's no bad people out there, you know. They uh, trust everybody. He's then asked if the family went to police to report what they thought was going on with Yolanda and the fan club money. No, because we wanted, we wanted to check Selena's uh, business accounts and all that. We wanted to see if there was any discrepancies on that. Selena was, uh, had said that she was going to let her go, 
but that she was scared since when we hired her, we had her under contract. And Celine was scared that unless we had definite proof that she could come back and sue us. Abraham says the night before the shooting, Selena and her husband, Chris Perez, picked up documents from Yolanda at the day's end. When uh, Selena and her husband got back home, they went through the papers and noticed that there was a bank statement missing from October, November, December. But the next morning, Selena went back to the hotel, presumably to pick up the rest of the missing bank statements. Because Yolanda had told her that she had the rest of the documents. Before stepping away from the microphone, he's asked once more about Yolanda, his feelings about the woman now charged with killing his daughter. I don't know. I have mixed feelings, but... uh, And one of my feelings is uh, I feel sorry for her because she has done a terrible thing and uh, she's destroyed a beautiful life. And not only that, but she destroyed her, destroyed our family and her and her mother and her father and her family. The same day, Corpus Christi police also make a public statement, standing before another throng of reporters. Yesterday, at 11.50 a.m., Corpus Christi Police Department received a 911 call that there was a shooting where Selena Quintanilla Pettis had been shot. The suspect was cornered in a pickup truck on the parking lot. She threatened to shoot herself if the police approached. And negotiations continued for some nine and a half hours. Selena was transported to Memorial Hospital in critical condition where she later died. During the ensuing investigation, we learned that a confrontation had taken place in room 158 of the motel. And Selena, as she was leaving the room, was shot one time in the back in the right shoulder area and severed a main artery. She managed to make her way from the, from the motel room down to the lobby of the hotel. She collapsed, and the manager of the hotel called 911 for assistance. And then we hear, again, about the business issues and missing funds that led up to the day before, a possible motive for the murder. And the reason Selena was at the motel room was to terminate her employment. And we believe that that's the motive for the shooting. She was transported to the Corpus Christi Police Department. She was interrogated and transferred to the Nueces County Jail and booked for murder. Want to teach your kids financial literacy but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. Why? That's the question on everyone's mind, the one they're asking. Why would a woman so close to Selena, who went from loyal fan to running her fan club, who laughed and cried with her and shared her ups and downs, why would she choose to do this? Was it intentional? What really happened in room 158 and in the mind of Yolanda Salivar? Over the years, from a distance, Yolanda Saldivar's motive, whether it was planned or a sudden deadly impulse, has been discussed. 
analyzed, debated, dissected. What we know for sure is that only two people were in that hotel room, and to this day, Yolanda has maintained it was an accident. But if the accident claim is hard to digest, then we're left trying to find some answers, some insight into the mind of a woman who, by most accounts, basked in the experience of being in Selena's orbit, or, as others have told us, wanted to be in the spotlight herself. Michael Arambula is a Texas physician with a specialty in psychiatry and forensic psychiatry. For 12 years, he served as president of the Texas Medical Board. He spent a lot of time over the years talking to and investigating people who've turned to lethal violence, people who've killed another person. I look at their personality, uh, and then I see how they place themselves. If somebody is a victim or places themselves morally higher up than other people, then that gives me a clue how they're functioning. And it might be a reason to raise themselves up in their eyes for having done what they did, which was horrible. He never met Selena, and he never met Yolanda Salivar. But over the course of his career, he's counseled people in the public eye dealing with the sometimes hazardous side effects of fame. You know, fame is a, is a, draws a big spotlight. And when people aren't prepared for it, uh, rising that high and, that, or, and or that quick, um, if I can make an analogy, there's not a lot of air at the top. When somebody is very popular, and I have some experience professionally with that, where I uh, help some famous people with uh, others who might be following them or they're in their employ, if I can use that term loosely, and their behavior starts to change. So sometimes when people are in a lesser, have don't have a lot of that spotlight and they're running around with somebody who does, Sometimes that can create tension between the two. And so changes in how an employee or a follower or groupie will behave uh, because of that tension can change ultimately what they do. As her career skyrocketed, Selena was certainly dealing with increasing pressure. Yolanda Saldivar, a fan turned close friend, was part of that picture. Typically what I've seen is uh, are things perhaps of jealousy. Uh, if somebody is in the background, in the shadow all the time, uh, but they feed on that admiration and that spotlight. Uh, sometimes in some people, they may want more of that because they actually, that uh, change in power and attraction, so to say, can create an inner in, uh, attention inside that person where they wanna be more involved because uh, it can be infectious when somebody is that popular and that feeling, that infectious pull into the limelight, can have dramatic effects. By being in the shadow, even though it's in the shadow, it can that privilege of being in the shadow can raise somebody's esteem, their confidence, how they view themselves, how vicariously uh, famous they are because they're in the shadow. So imagine Yolanda Salivar side by side with Selena, suddenly feeling like that warm glow of celebrity and all that comes with it might disappear. From what we know, Yolanda's role in Selena's life was quickly fading. The allegations of embezzlement would mean she would lose all that she gained. She was losing control of her career, her life, and her friendship to Selena. In my other forensic cases, when people lose that stature suddenly, uh, it can create an air of desperation. 
and in uh, at least in the cases I've been involved in, they can do some things that were really uncalled for in dealing with that anger, rejection, abandonment, or what life will be like not being in the shadow anymore. Later in this podcast, you'll hear from Yolanda Saldivar. You'll hear her talk about Selena, her friendship with the star, Selena's family. You'll hear Yolanda talk about a lot of things. And Dr. Aramula suggests listening out for what he looks for when he talks to someone who has killed another person. Listening to how she talks about their relationship uh, will be important. Um, while I'm interviewing someone, I look to see how they're processing everything. So sometimes people may idealize an individual and then at the same time they devalue them. In other words, they cut them down. And when I see that kind of polarity, that's a clue about what they're dealing with with regards to their personality. Uh, when people, for example, talk about uh, very detailed conversations uh, that they had, like listening to a telephone call or being there, 10 years ago and they say this person said this and then I said that and then we talked about this and it's almost like one sentence after another there's probably not anyone who can remember that kind of detail so I'm uh, I have to be aware of how somebody is trying to manipulate and control the information they're giving to me as an evaluator there are other clues that can give a trained psychiatrist insight into the mind of a killer when I talk about idealizing someone Cutting the family down and things like that uh, would be examples of devaluation. In other words, criticizing the person that you kill, even though you idolized him at the same time. And that sheds some light on how what her personality is like. Uh, setting up choices between uh, Selena believing her family versus Yolanda. Uh, in psychiatry, we call that splitting and so it, it pits one against the other. And those are, it's like competition, so to say, where the manipulator is trying to gain control by splitting and causing confusion in the middle person in this case, which would be Selena. Look out for those kind of, that tension and the twisting and things that in lay language, that doesn't make sense to myself as a trained psychiatrist. I understand all of that uh, personality-wise. And so... It makes a lot of sense to me and helps me understand why somebody would do something like that. You know, when anger gets carried away, uh, you know, if, if, if it was a competition between her as the fan club manager versus Selena's father, who was the real manager, uh, getting him back by taking Selena out, even though that sounds very devious, sometimes that kind of, that kind of twisted thinking happens. 25 years later, we can still only try to put this puzzle together to wrap our minds around the murder and the motive. Back in the spring of 1995, Selena's fans were only beginning to process all of this. The day after Selena is killed, her brother, A.B., meets with members of her inner circle. Selena's seamstress and friend, Julie Ramirez, is there. That day we met with uh, Haby. He wanted to talk to us. And uh, he, uh, when he came out of the shower, he said, I do want to meet with y'all and talk to y'all and spend a little time with y'all. I said, okay. So when he went back in to get dressed and everything, I told my kids, they were in their teens, I said, 
if they tell us that we can't be here for the funeral, we have to understand because there's so many people calling and everybody wants to be here. But uh, when we did meet with him, it was totally different. He said, y'all were like a family to Selena and I'm, we're just you know, really glad that y'all are here. And there was just so many people, so many people that were trying to even get close to her. And, uh, and we thanked the Selena family because you know, they really um, let us spend time with her and, and see her. And, um, and they knew how we felt about Selena and Selena about us because we were very close to her. The day after Selena is killed, more fans stream into Corpus Christi for a vigil. Thousands attend. How important was it for you to be out here? Um, it was, to me, it was real important because I grew up uh, right about the time when she came, grew up with Tejano music. So this must be a sad day for you. Yes, it is. It is. Uh, it was a real shock when I heard yesterday about Coleman Houston. Um, she, it's like a friend that, that, was, that died is what it feels like, even though I didn't know her at all because um, I grew up with Tejano music about the time that she started, and so I've you know, gone to all her concerts, her dances, and everything. What do you hope to achieve with this prayer vigil tonight? Um, I, I know that she's you know, in a better place, and you know, just I'm here to pay my last respects and to pray for her and her family. I, I feel depressed because she's a very, very famous girl, and I knew her since she was small, and um, this is a tragedy. I think this was an individual that wasn't involved in drugs, was involved in a tragic shooting. Uh, someone robbed very, you know, at a young age. I, the only comparison I had was maybe even to John Lennon. Because to the Hispanic community, she was one of the few entertainers that had achieved that level of success. To me, she meant like like a, a big sister for me. We don't even have that many his, Hispanic singers that are young that understand us. They're trying to help, trying to help people out, you know, like... That's the only one we had that we, that we could relate to. She had all the songs that, you know, like we wanted it because it was what we wanted to say, but she did it for us. Because she's been through what we have been through, and she got out of it, and she got to be what she wanted to be. So I feel that if she could do it, you know, we could do it too. One of my associates was in Chicago and called me this morning and said, it's in the front page of the Chicago newspaper. Uh, a friend of mine called me from L.A. and said, it's all over the L.A. newspaper. Uh, it's all, I'm sure it's all over Mexico because she was a star not only in Corpus Christi or in Texas or in the United States, but she was an international star. And I can say with all my heart that when we talk about a real model, a real role model, Selena was a real role model. We've seen her grow up, we've seen her blossom into the superstar status that she now has. Selena played a, a role in our daily routine, in our daily lifestyle. She was on the radio at least once an hour. The following day, Selena's casket was set up for public viewing inside Bayfront Auditorium. Fans line up for a mile. But then a strange twist happens. Some fans believe the casket is empty. I feel like her body's not here. This is just for us to pay our last respects. It's just for the people to do this. And we've waited since like 5 and 6 o'clock this morning and people from yesterday. And, and it's just, we came to pay our respects, but I don't think she's here. This casket has been here 
since 4 o'clock this morning. I saw it at 4 o'clock this morning and, and it was empty. They said they were going to bring uh, her body at 8 o'clock. That casket's been up back there nobody's, since 4 o'clock. Nobody's brought We've been here since 4 o'clock. Her dad wanted the casket open. Frustrated fans finally have their voices heard. Funeral home employees opened the casket late in the evening following the orders of Selena's father, Abraham Quintanilla. He had heard about angry fans upset with seeing a closed casket and reports that some fans thought Selena's body wasn't even in the casket. He wanted to dispel the rumors that she wasn't here, and he did that by opening the casket. Selena's father decided to keep the casket open for the rest of the visitation. It turned into a service that left fans with an even deeper sense of loss. I couldn't see her, but now I believe it. I actually saw her. They did open the casket. Selena is gone. I said, well, let's go, you know, it's one day with me, it's, it's not important, you know, this is more important to see her, you know. I wanted to be here to see it, to believe it. <laughs> she was so beautiful. Eventually, more than 30,000 fans attend the public viewing. And then, the following day, family members and close friends attend a private service at Seaside Memorial Park in Corpus Christi. Although they're not able to get inside the service, more fans show up outside the gates. I know that they're not letting us inside, but I feel that, you know, I, I just wanted to be here. I wanted to be here. We just love her, and we can't believe that she's gone. And she's always going to be in our heart. She's always going to be number one. Like they say, she's going to be the reina of the Tejano. By the time Selena's casket arrived at the burial site, emotion had overcome the throng of family members and friends. Selena's father, Abraham Quintanilla, sat by Selena's husband, Chris Perez, and other members of the immediate family. This tragic death has, of course, focused national, even international attention on the city of Corpus Christi. But for the people here at Seaside Memorial Park, just off Ocean Drive, this morning's ceremony was an intensely personal and final farewell. And that hope, in turn, gradually softens grief. A generation of Tejano musicians today paid last respects to its brightest star. Her family, her friends, her fellow musicians bade silent farewell to Selena. Some of the stars in the Tejano music industry on hand to pay their last respects included Johnny Canales, Roberto Pulido, Grupo Mas, La Mafia, and the man considered to be the top male Tejano artist, Emilio Navarra of San Antonio. Selena is buried near a mesquite tree in a new section of Seaside Memorial Park. And in coming days, Selena's family and band members gather at Selena's recording studio, Q Productions, and once more answer questions from reporters surrounded by memories of Selena. In the back room, her relatives surround themselves with memories of Selena, including her awards and record releases which cover the walls. Selena designed most of her own costumes she performed in. Here, two outfits hang incomplete. I want to thank uh, the public in general for all the support they've given us in this uh, time of sorrow for our family. Uh, we want to thank them from the bottom of our hearts. This is the studio where Selena was in the middle of recording two brand new albums. One was to be in Tejano. Another one was to be in English. Both were scheduled to be released this summer. Around Corpus Christi, newsstands sell out of newspapers, magazines, anything with Selena's image. You know, it's, it's, good morning, guys. So, like I said, call me back in a couple hours, okay? Okay. You know, people want People magazine, they want Corpus newspapers. Even a week after her death, they still want anything they can get their hands on. It's something to remember her by, because 
She may be dead in body, but in spirit, you know, she'll always live. At another warehouse, wholesalers have sold out of Selena's compact discs. Back orders are piling up. Music stores have ordered more than 60,000 of Selena's CDs and cassettes. The April 11, 1995 People magazine featuring Selena on the cover sells out in two weeks, and a follow-up commemorative issue eventually became a collector's item, the first in the history of People magazine. We have a limited quantity coming in, but we're doing the best we can. Should be everywhere in Houston. Between today and tomorrow, everyone should be able to get their copies. But beyond the grieving and the memorials and magazine covers, as loyal fans return home, justice is on everyone's mind. Justice for Selena. The district attorney here called a press conference this afternoon to announce that murder charges have been filed against Yolanda Saldivar. Friends speculate the discredited leader of Selena's fan club couldn't bear being fired by her idol. And perhaps this trial will give everyone some understanding, some answers to the question of why. Why did Yolanda Saldivar kill Selena? Next time on Selena, a star dies in Texas. Two hours and 20 minutes the longest two hours and 20 minutes of my life. Guilty of murder or not guilty? And um, if, the, if it's not guilty of murder, I'm done. All this anger out there would be transferred to one single person. Selena, a star dies in Texas, is a Vault Studios production in collaboration with KIII TV in Corpus Christi, KHOU in Houston, WFAA in Dallas, Ken's 5 in San Antonio, and our network of TV stations across Texas. Special thanks to Grace White at KHOU and former Ken's 5 anchor Sarah Lucero. The Vault Studios team includes executive producers Will Johnson and Adam Ostro and investigative journalist Jessica Knoll. Audio production by Richard Humphreys at Tacoma Media in Silver Spring, Maryland. Visit our website at vaultstudios.com to learn more about our podcasts, including Bardstown and The Officer's Wife. And you can find us on Facebook at Inside the Crime Vault if you'd like to talk about this case and learn about other stories we're covering. For Vault Studios and KIII-TV, I'm Rudy Trevino.